Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Kind Parenting Company podcast. I'm Jackie Ward. And I'm Kylie Camps. Join us as we explore topics and share evidence-based information, all while honoring our commitment to kind parenting practices. This is a safe space for conversation and reflections on parenting and motherhood, designed to best support you in raising your little loves and to be the parent you want to be. We are so excited that you're here. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am so excited to be chatting with the legend who is Kim Green, all as part of our motherhood series. Kim is, of course, a former Australian netball diamond and New South Wales representative. She played over 200 elite games um, during her career that spanned 17 years as an elite athlete. A dual world champion, Commonwealth Games gold and silver medalist, Kim was vice captain of the Australian Netball Diamonds and captain of the New South Wales Swifts and Giants Netball. She retired from the elite level at the end of 2019 or the 2019 season, finishing up her career with Giants Netball. It wasn't too long after that she welcomed her baby boy, Lennon, into the world. Off court, Kim co-founded netball fitness business NetFit Netball, which went on to activate globally while also developing a netball travel and mentoring program called NetFit Tours. After retiring from her professional playing career, uh, Kim has now transitioned into the media and broadcasting space, as well as coaching too, whilst also, of course, being mum to nine-month-old Lennon. What a bio. Welcome, Kim. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. I, yeah, when, I, when you messaged me, I was just so excited to be a part of it. Oh, I'm so glad. I've been really, really looking forward to our chat. I mean, we know each other, um, I suppose, off social media and off the internet and in the real world as well, but it's still really nice to be able to talk with you um, and talk as part of this series that we're running on the Kind Parenting Program podcast, all about your experiences of early motherhood. So we're going to come to that, but maybe first of all, can we talk a little bit about what life was like for you pre-kids? Because it wasn't really that long ago. Oh, I know. Uh, well, I had a, a couple of, I lived a double life really. I, um, as an elite athlete, uh, you essentially, I'm probably the most selfish person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you are concentrating on just making you the best you in mm. terms of, like selfish in a good way. Um, mm. But yeah, just making you the best version physically, mentally, um, spiritually, whatever you need to get through to make sure that you could perform really well. That mm. was essentially my job for 17 years. Um, I was picked up at the age of 16 um, as a Sydney Swift at the time. Uh, I didn't get a whole lot of court time, but um, that's all I ever knew. I was in high school. I transitioned out of high school straight into um, the elite level and um, yeah for me it was training uh, twice a day pretty much every day 
Um, we would have obviously one day off, um, which is recovery day. But yeah, a lot of the time was spent on just crafting you to be the best person and the best um, athlete that you could be. Mm. Um, when I did decide to retire, I was lucky enough that I had um, started to commit myself in a different space about five years before I retired because mm-hmm. um, I thought it was really important. I started to get little injuries along the way, little niggles, and I knew it was really important that I, I needed to be able to transition out of the sport really easily and seamlessly. So um, I joined a, a friend of mine, um, Sarah Wall, who lives down in Victoria, and um, we started building some really great concepts and arms of this business called NetFit and um, that essentially took up over my life um, for the last five years on the side but once I did retire at the end of 2019 obviously COVID started to hit um, at, at, the, at the beginning of 2020 but I was fully immersed into that full-time, more than full-time. As a small business owner, you would understand how much goes into building a business um, Mm -hmm. and how much passion you need to be able to continue to keep creating really great content for people. We essentially moved into the digital space a couple of years ago um, and went onto an app. And once the pandemic uh, hit, we... Uh, pitch to Netball Australia and Netball New Zealand to run all of their digital platforms for them so that they could facilitate a program for all of the athletes um, that were in their pathways, um, whether or not you were, um, you know, a little young Maisie playing as a five-year-old in Net Set Go all the way up to an adult playing. And yeah, it was a lot. Um, that was uh, last year. It was a lot. Yeah. I um, was pregnant pretty much the whole way through um and yeah we were essentially running online clinics 9 till 3 p.m um for netballers all around the world essentially so yeah I do remember actually seeing your Instagram stories when you were heavily pregnant and you were still doing all of this and I thought wow what a powerhouse she's still out there and you were you were so busy and you were still so active and it seemed to be and I know sometimes it reality isn't the same as social media but it seemed to be that you were busy right up until the very end of your pregnancy is that was that how it was yeah I actually um I took maternity leave a little bit earlier there was a little window there where we had some downtime Mm -hmm. and I was exhausted to be honest with you Jack I um had run myself so far into the ground that I was a little bit stressed as to how the baby was going to be feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think just, I know that people often talk about mother's intuition, but I just knew that I needed to just take a moment and take a step back. And I am someone that needs to be busy all the time. I, Mm -hmm. um, but I just had to rest. And it was the first time that I've really let my body and my mind and just rest for, you know, 18 years essentially. So, um, yeah, as much as it was probably, you know, the build-up of what we were creating in um, the business space, it was also I think the lag-on effect of having to get your body up for 17 (laughs) years prior to that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. for me going into um, pregnant, yeah, to the back end of pregnancy, yeah, the yeah, I could just feel my body just needed a break. So I took mat leave early, which was really nice. 
It's incredible, isn't it, that, you know, people speak a lot about mother's intuition or the, you know, the way that that can really become so strong when you either have your babies or during pregnancy. And it sounds like that was the experience for you in terms of your body telling you what you really needed. Would you say that's right? Yeah. And I, uh, to be honest with you, I, I was grateful prior that I hadn't really felt anxiety before. Um, Mm. And all of a sudden it hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, and I th- and I think just because the unknown of what was going to happen next as well, um, once, you know, bringing a baby in. And, and, you know, you have people that psych you out and you have people that are like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Um, but, yeah, I just, yeah, I just needed to take that time to be able to like let me feel what I need to feel right now and let me yeah. Yeah, just be with and be okay with feeling anxious and yep. um, and not have to think about anything else whilst yeah. being anxious. So, yeah, um, yeah so it was a really, uh, yeah, important time for me. Incredible, yeah. Um, so it certainly sounds like from, from a very young age right up until this time of having Lennon, um, life is busy and full and I know that you are, you're entrepreneurial, you've someone who's got a lot of things going on at once and I know in your relationship too um with your husband being an elite sports person I imagine that your lives (laughs) together were quite busy right yeah um we like to be honest with you our lives were very um we like how I'd always explain it to people is that we live our life to the full individually but alongside each other Mm. so because our seasons were completely opposite um he's summer I'm winter um, you know, all, all through winter, I'm gone on the road training all the time. In summer, he's doing exactly the same. So for us, we were really fortunate that we found um, each other in that sporting world because yeah. we understood what it was like to be away and to not have someone that's needy and <laughs> to not yes. have someone that is, you know, like, why can't you call me or why can't <laughs> Um, I'm not needy. That, that's no, a no. bad thing to say, but I think we understood the um, the amount the of demand. dedication that yeah and demand that comes with being an elite athlete. Yeah, um, and also just yeah understanding emotions and how they can be heightened at certain times and um, yeah just understanding that is really important and yeah yeah our our worlds definitely were. Um, com- completely the same, but also in completely different worlds at the same time. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's been a wild ride, that's for sure. I can imagine, but I do think, like you touched on, the fact that you did understand each other's worlds. That would be quite um, foreign, I suppose, to someone that wasn't in that space. So there's the benefits of that, and and well done picking a partner who's you know was on the opposite schedule to you in terms of the seasons. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but we all know, and any mum will relate to the fact that when the baby arrives, things become full on in a whole mm. different scenario. How would you say things have changed for your family now that Lennon's here with you? Yeah, um, I think so much has changed. Um, Priorities have completely changed. I think Mm -hmm. um, you learn that from the moment that, you know, Bobby's popped into your arms and (laughs) you're sitting there going, okay, now it's bigger than just me. It's bigger than just you. It's bigger than us. And, Mm. um, yeah, we've had to shift our mindset uh, quite a bit. I think um, I'll speak on me personally. I think shifting my mindset to that non-selfish person that had time, that had um, 
space that like I'm super independent, like to Mm -hmm. then shifting to a, you know, this person, this human needs me 24 Mm. seven. Um, that, that was quite a hard transition for me. Um, so, and, and not in, uh, it was just super challenging in a completely different way. And, yeah. um, you put your body through so much, um, in a pregnancy that, yeah, being an elite athlete, you're also someone that just wants to, you know, be physically active all the time, which you can't do. Yeah. Um, so I actually didn't think about that side of it, but you're right. From the perspective of somebody who has, you know, um, fine tuned and, you know, always had their body at such an optimal state that would have been a completely different experience to be sharing that with somebody else yeah and to give you a bit of background jack i um was struggling running at about 17 weeks i was getting Mm -hmm. quite a bit of pain um so i went to a a female um health like a women's health physio Mm. and we did some testing some internal testing and things like that and what had happened in the end, I had worked my pelvic floor so into the ground as an athlete that it was so strong it never switched off. So for me, um, natural childbirth um, was not recommended Um, for me just because I – and I tried my best to try and be able to um, release my pelvic floor, uh, Mm. but it just – time just was, um, yeah, catching up with me. Yeah, it wasn't an option. So – for me, I um, had a, a cesarean birth and yeah. um, that's six weeks after where, you know, they're saying can't do a whole lot. I'm like, mm. I need to run. I haven't <laughs> run since 17 weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I run, you know, once I run almost 60K a week. Like, <sighs> like that's who I am. Like I, yeah. you know, and I think um, – that is something I struggled so much with. Was, to all of a sudden be having people tell you that you can't even lift your hands above your shoulders, I imagine would have just been so yeah. foreign to you. <laughs> yeah, and just like your whole body shifts, like, again, yeah. it's something that as an athlete you prime your body to make sure it's at optimal levels. And then, you know, I, I essentially put on 20 kilos in my pregnancy um, mm-hmm. and still have another eight kilos to go. And... So for me, even the aftermath of having um, Lennon, it's, you know, been a slow process, even though now he's nine months and he's starting to um, not need me 24-7 as much, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's still quite difficult to be able to still go, like, am I able to run now, but how is this weight going to shift? Because generally, like, mm-hmm. it just flies off you as an athlete. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's been quite a transition. But I would say between Trent and I, our communication has had to be spot on. Um, mm-hmm. We've had, I think, a lot of our conversations um, is about communication and making sure that we talk about how we feel yes. um, and not bottle it up. And um, I don't think, I don't know if it's just a male thing, I'm not certain, but, um, you know, he, he's quite um, insular with what he feels and, yeah. Um, you know, and, and he's like, he's the best human you'll ever meet because he never mm-hmm. whinges about anything. But mm-hmm. when you have a baby and it's, you know, like there's so many other things going on, there's obviously always going to be things popping up. So yeah. communication yeah. was definitely one thing that we had to continue to work and still to do work on, um, on yeah. a daily basis. Yeah, totally relate. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. To that. <laughs> it's interesting what you said just before about um, the adjustment to um, from being so independent and so driven and involved with your work and your passions to all of a sudden having this baby who um, is re- so reliant on you 24-7. I remember a comment once my obstetrician shared with me. She said that it's the mums who go into motherhood from that kind of profile. So, you know, maybe a type A personality, but really mm. independent, driven um mums that generally do struggle the most with the transition so for me that was there was comfort in that because I definitely felt that with the the birth of my first I was pretty naive in that I thought that he was just going to come to the gym with me and sit in his bouncer and (laughs) do all the things and I just set up my laptop next to him and you know we'd just chill together during the days and it it was not like that for one little second (laughs) but yeah I definitely um definitely relate to that as well um so we talked about how you know these elements of motherhood that can change us in early motherhood because you really are I mean he's nine months old you're still very much in that that early motherhood um period what have you found that you've enjoyed most about being his mum I think um I think it's just all the little things like I like from the moment that we went home from the hospital I just couldn't even believe that they're allowing me to take a baby home (laughs) um first and foremost but like just seeing progressions has been really cool like yeah and I was saying to Trent even just yesterday that the fact that now he's starting to crawl like like how does this happen like (laughs) I know that you know and he's eating solid foods like he eats a whole strawberry down he loves strawberries (laughs) and I'm like how does this happen like this is incredible like I think you're blown away on a daily basis as to um like how grateful I am to completely shift into a different space um and you know sift through all of the I guess all of the uh the non-essential things that I had in my life and mm-hmm. I think that's been able to really narrow down um, my people in life, um, yep. what yep. I stand for, um, like my values, like they're all still, they've shifted now and mm-hmm. I think I think I'm a better person and I have better people around me because of him Yeah, and um, I'm thankful every day for that. So yeah, I think like being a mum is just the the coolest thing ever. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's the little things like the smiles, it's the giggles, it's the um, he's searching a room for you because he doesn't. He's kind of like, and I know we're in COVID state, but even when yeah. you know we a neighbour pops by, walks by, and says hello, Lenny, he's like, no, 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 I've got to look at my mum. <laughs> like I've got to look at my mum. Like yeah. she's going to protect me. Like so, yeah, I think. Yeah. those moments are pretty cool. 
It's quite incredible the way, I mean, we sort of like get starry-eyed thinking about, um, you know, things like crawling or exploring new foods with them, that sort of thing before we have them. But often it's those little moments that really catch you off guard and kind of punch you in the heart, like when he is seeking you out in the room or, um, I don't know, when they wake up from their sleep and you go into their room and they just like lose it because they're so excited to see you over the cot. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty magical for sure. Agreed. 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 <laughs> and I guess on the other side of the coin, what have you found? Maybe um, what has surprised you in terms of a challenging aspect of motherhood? Maybe something you didn't anticipate. Um, I, I guess I didn't think that I'll I would um, lose so much of me in a split moment, mm. and that's me being super real. Um, yep. Yeah, I I think that's one thing that, like, hit me like a steam train. I was like, wait, what? Like, and because my hubby is um, also a commentator, so I was 10 days postpartum and Mm -hmm. he's had to fly down to Melbourne to commentate for days on end. And, like, I was a lot, like, it was lonely. And, like, I think um, that was really unexpected unexpected for me like I think you know people talk about how hard it is at the beginning but you know second guessing yourself as a mother um with not someone there with you and I just take my hat off to people that are doing it by themselves because um I really struggled with that and I'm an independent person and yeah I I kind of felt like I I lost myself a little bit in you know the first eight weeks in particular um and that's something that I didn't expect at all yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I had a, a pretty parallel experience. I um, I found those really early days of motherhood quite lonely because, I mean, you are by mm. yourself so often and I was lucky that my husband wasn't away at the time. But there's still, um, I'd, yeah, I just, I was quite surprised at how isolated I felt even though I was lucky enough to have, um, you know, his support and my family. Mm. It's, it's, there's something about you that in those early days that um, it's kind of hard to access for other people too. I guess it's just such an overwhelming time, isn't it? But Yeah, um, and I think people talk about it, right? Like it's not spoken heaps about, but people do talk about it. Um, And like my sister said to me, it's going to be like a pre-season block. Think of it like eight weeks mm. of really hard pre-season training to then start to reap rewards after. And yes, but it's not until you're in the depths of it and you're like, wait, 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 wait 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 <laughs> yeah is this, Hang is on. this the pre-season this is the hardest pre-season I've ever done um, yeah yeah so I think those little moments um and like now that you know um you know nine months post like I look back at those moments and think I needed to be kinder to myself yes. um I needed to allow myself to just feel what I was feeling and not be like I, I can't feel these things I'm not supposed to feel these things like yes I think looking back I wish I just I gave myself yeah a little bit more time to just be like yeah. it's okay to feel that way yeah I love that advice and I guess that's valuable for anyone listening that might be in those early days and feeling all those things as well that truly is the best advice just to give yourself grace and know that that fog yeah. will lift the preseason. I love that it analogy does. classic athlete <laughs> analogy and yeah. I am not an athlete <laughs> but it definitely um that definitely resonates you know it is an in- very intense time where 
all other bets are off. You can pretty much cancel everything else for those eight yeah. weeks. But then slowly by slowly the fog lifts and you start to catch glimpses of yourself 100%. again. And yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. And it may be a little bit different, but um mm. all for the better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, Kim, even in this nine months, is there any mum hack that you could share, maybe that other mums, so it could be to do with any aspect of motherhood, something that makes it easier that you could share for other mums? Um, if you're a bit of a nutcase like me, I was trying to really think about <laughs> this. Um, I, I, like I am a like I have an addiction to exercising, um, healthy addiction, but mm-hmm. if I don't run or don't do something each day, um, that makes me uh, quite anxious now so I actually bought myself a treadmill and I know um, not everyone can afford a treadmill but I just found if I walked around with him Lennon had reflux really bad it didn't suit (sighs) him being in the bassinet um, all of those sort of things so I found exercising really hard so I bought myself a treadmill popped it in the garage um, and as soon as I put him down for sleep I got my workout done no matter how tired (sighs) I was um, and as soon as I got off that treadmill, I was a whole better person for it. Um, and I just look on Facebook all the time, marketplace, and I see so many cheap treadmills yeah. out there and bikes and things like that. And there's so many different things that you can do. But um, if you are someone that needs to exercise, that would be one um, tip that I would have. Um but if you don't, then disregard that completely um, and each their own. I wish I wasn't like this, but uh, unfortunately that's how I am. I'm going to lose myself. Um, no, I think there's value in that for everyone because I know as um, having a reflux baby too, it is so hard to get out of the house. And so yeah. exercise or self-care in the form of exercise tends to be the first thing to go because you just think, oh, it's, it's definitely too hard basket. But if it's yeah. all there, that's really setting yourself up for success. If it's all there, you know, the minute they're asleep and every precious moment that they're in that time is a perfect chance just to, to get something done for yourself. So I actually love that yeah. advice. Yeah, mm. so that would be one thing. Um, uh, get out in the sun. That was another thing mm. I made sure I just did every day. It was just going sit in the sun for a moment. Um, there's just so many health benefits to that mentally in particular um, that really helped me. And, like, I guess the one thing that I was my sister told me my sister has been my saving grace through all of this um she's like my go-to person for life um (laughs) life things she should write a book she's just incredible but I just she just (laughs) said when you put Lennon down because they start to stir a little bit as soon as he goes down just quickly do a quick vacuum up and down the hall and Ah. just to give yourself a moment of not feeling that anxiety around putting him down and I had a lot of anxiety around him making any noise um and having to be right there and she's like just put him down he will be okay go do your vacuum then turn it off listen to see if he still needs help and then you can go back in and and like it's only two minutes of time but it also gets him used to noise yeah that's one thing now, like my dog's bark. I've got like, you know, we've got so much going on when my mother's around. Um, she's the loudest person, as you know, Jack, as you live around the corner from her. I do know her. Um, you could probably hear her from your house often. Um, but when, you know, COVID's safe and mum's around, like it is loud. 
left. Like, um, <laughs> so just being able to have a loud household and him still being able to sleep has been really important. And I really put it down to just giving first off that time to myself to quickly vacuum and not feel so anxious moving away from him. Um, yeah. but also allowing him to, um, understand this is the world that we live in. Um, yeah. so welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get comfortable. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so right. interesting. I've actually never ever heard that, but that is a really, really good tip. And I feel like for anyone that does have that anxiety associated with sleep time, because let's face it, it's stressful um, yeah. in those early days when they're, you know, up and down and unsettled. It's a beautiful chance just to reset. You know, if he does need to be resettled, it gives you a pause, a breath before you're doing that. And yeah, yeah that's really good. Okay, I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just conscious of time, Kim. I'd love to talk about now that you are at this stage, nine months. I mean, we're still in the first year, but I'm sure it's clearing a little bit. Tell us what you're up to these days. Yeah, so for me, um, uh, I'm still on mat leave essentially, yes. but I, <laughs> I am commentating um, the Suncorp Super Netball season. Um, COVID has sort of shifted that a little bit and um, the grand final was just on the weekend. So that's all done and dusted now. But mm-hmm. I was able to get about nine games in at the beginning of the season um, and really loved my role within that. And I'm also coaching a Premier League team, which is um, up in the North Shore, but they essentially feed into Giants and Swift. So they're the next ah. best um homegrown talent that will go through those pathways and um, I was lucky enough to have an incredible team that were superstars and um, Mm. on and off the court and that was my first real coaching gig and they made it very easy for me to coach they essentially only lost one game the whole season Um, because they're just superstars to be honest I didn't even need to be there Um, they're that good but yeah, so I've enjoyed that sort of side of things and, um, yeah, I've got some little bits and pieces that I do on the side for brands and, um, yeah, for the netball community. But essentially Amazing. I'll probably head back into work soon, I would say, um, yeah, and looking into that marketing space. Um, so, yeah, like there's been a lot going on um, yeah. in that leave, that's for sure, but <laughs> I've also just loved being busy and uh, that's such a big piece of me um, yeah. and me being able to be a good mum is being busy. I completely get it. Oh, amazing. So <laughs> if people do want to connect with you, if they're not already following you, could you share perhaps where they can find you on social media? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, um, Twitter and Facebook. Um, it's G 8 for Instagram and Twitter. And then um, for base, for Facebook, it's Kimberly Green. So, um, yeah, you'll find lots of photos of little Lenny Man um, <laughs> on most of my socials at the moment. You, If you just, like, scroll down, you would have seen what my previous life was like travelling all around the world and things like I that. I love no the one recent that. ones, though. For <laughs> <laughs> a baby fix is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We think so. Yeah. All right. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for your time. I do appreciate that, you know, life is busy. And so carving out this time to chat with me today is greatly appreciated. Um, And I'll be sure, sorry, I'll be sure to share all of those uh, links and places you can connect with Kim in the show notes. So if you are busy now, um, you can always click through there. Kim, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for having me, Jack. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining me and listening to this week's episode of the podcast. If you've enjoyed this content and are looking to dive deeper into the support that the Kind Parenting Company offers parents and caregivers, 
you will love the range of programs we have available. The range includes online programs for supporting baby and toddler sleep, most suitable for babies aged 0 to 24 months, and also Toddler Life, which is a guide for those raising children aged 2 to 4 years. Each program comes with access to video and audio files, as well as the opportunity to join the community forums. Podcast listeners receive 20% off all programs. Simply visit the Kind Parenting Company website and use the code KPCPODCAST20, that's KPCPODCAST20, at checkout. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 